7 billion people in the world. And patient zero happened to be my baby boy. I heard the crowd's silent stares outside my house, and the sirens wailing in the distance. The evening sky mimics fire in its heat, its colour, its complete disregard of life. The shovel strikes the ground once more. It's a lot harder than skull, but it doesn't smell quite as bad. I tried to look away as I dump. Yes, I wanted to lower his body ceremoniously into the grave, but you try holding onto your son's corpse. I dumped his body into the grave, unable to touch his greying skin a moment longer than I needed to. There was a muffled splat. At what point in time does a toddler turn into a zombie, when both can't form proper thought? At what point does holding the deceased become hugging a corpse? At what point will exhuming the grave of Patient Zero be an archaeological expedition instead of grave robbing? The police were no doubt on their way, but I knew they would try to cover this up. They had already given me pills that stopped my visions. I looked back down at my hands. They're covered in greyish smears, not dissimilar to the makeup that children often wore during Halloween. The zombie's essence had come off in my hands. My son had become a zombie, and I believe, I know that it's true. I had killed a zombie. Patient Zero, no less. I am a hero. I am a hero. I am a hero, and this will be my story until the day I die. Two. Every day, I work tirelessly to put my plan into action. I gather the bullets I need for the job. I make sure to grease my weapon. I create a new believable identity every time I go out. Some people might call me a vigilante of sorts. Once a week, I go out and decide which child looks like they would make a good superhero. Back when I was trying to figure out the best way to do this, I scanned every comic book character's origin story and found there was always one common ground having their inhibitions destroyed. One character's story in particular caught my eye, but we'll discuss that later. So I go out and find the richest places I can and destroy the thing that always holds the kids back from achieving their true potential. Usually though, the kids end up just having extreme breakdowns, mental disorders, and often commit suicide because of my actions. The next kid will be the one I could feel it. I will make the next Batman. Three. I had this strange dream last night. You know the kind that jumps around from place to place but seems to be a coherent story? But this one was a bit different. At first I didn't understand, but it slowly began dawning on me. I was traveling through my life. My childhood home, my grade school, when my family moved across town, then across country. Every road trip, every major event in my life played for me in this dream. The weird part was, I kept putting on shirts and not taking them off. For every stage of my life I witnessed, I would put on a new shirt over the ones I already had on. Dozens of shirts, hundreds, it made my chest heavy 
and hard to breathe. As I approached the most current parts of my life, it became too much. I was cooking dinner, just as I had the night before, when I fell over. I must have fallen on the knife I was carrying because the pain in my chest shook me from my dream. You know those events in real life that carry over to your dreams? As I woke with a start, there wasn't anywhere for me to jump. Sitting on my chest was a masked man, and in my chest, he held a knife. I guess it's true what they say. Your life really does flash before your eyes, just before you die. Four. It started around a month ago. Every night, around 3am, I hear it. The scurrying sound of mice. I hear them in my bedroom, running from wall to wall, sometimes passing through the gap between my headboard and the bed. It horrifies me. Disgusts me. I try to see them, but it's no use. In the dark, my vision might as well be non-existent. I hear one, even now, as I search frantically for the small flashlight I got just for this occasion. This time, I might be able to catch one of them. Ah, got it. Now let's see. I quickly turn on the light, excited to have caught one red-handed. My biggest regret. Shining my light at the tiny shadow, I'm shocked to see that it is not a mouse. In fact, I wish I never did see whatever that was. Two hollow sockets where eyes would have been on a teeny tiny blood-covered humanoid figure. The thing had no mouth, but many tiny holes and rows instead, almost like a recorder. Tiny worms were going in and out of the holes, and I almost blew chunks at the sight of them. Long, long arms, dragging on the ground with tiny claws. I knew the source of the noise now. Though it had no eyes, I knew it sensed me. Sensed the light. I quickly covered my head and turned off the flashlight, suddenly hearing a shrill whistle. Now I hear more scurrying. I hear hundreds of little arms and sharp little claws headed straight towards my bed and I cry for the last time. Don't make my fatal mistake. Don't turn on the lights. Five. My mother passed away when I was just a few months old. She was a nature enthusiast who lived for hiking, but consequently it would be the death of her as well. Her body was found at the bottom of the mountainside she frequented. The impact of the fall was so severe that my family had to have a closed casket funeral. I only know mum through stories dad tells me and the many videotapes she recorded before her passing. My mother loved to document her hikes. She would give tips, record the beautiful scenery, and in some videos, just discuss life. I've watched hundreds of these videos, and it's the only real connection that I feel to her. Mum was the breadwinner. And since her passing, the family has been financially strapped. My father has taken on two jobs to make ends meet, but it's to the point where we'll have to downsize and move. Oddly enough, I think our neighbour Ralph is taking it harder than me and Dad. Ralph has been like a second father to me, always there to talk to, always buying me things I need, and offering to help whenever he can. 
My dad says he's a creep, but I think he's a good guy, and I'll miss him. As I was packing up things from the shed, I saw something strange. A floorboard was missing that I hadn't noticed before, and there was a filthy trash bag with a couple of videos and a camcorder inside. My curiosity peaked, and I decided to go to my room to watch. I popped in the first tape and couldn't believe my eyes. It was my mother, with Ralph. They were naked in a room. Jesus Christ, it was a sex tape. I removed the tape before my eyes burned out of my sockets. I put in the second tape and saw my mum crying into the camera. She said that she was pregnant and that Ralph was the father. I cried and screamed into my pillow with anger and despair. I felt bad for myself. I felt bad for my father. I was furious with Ralph, but did he even know? Did Dad? Then I noticed that a tape remained in the camcorder. It was my mum on one of her hikes. Wait, I recognised those clothes. Those were the clothes she died in. This was recorded the day of her death. As I watched, my mother reached the mountainside where she fell to her death. I was about to eject the tape, but then I heard something. It was the voice of a man, and my mum seemed startled when they spoke. Then it happened. The camera captured the moment of a man's hands pushing my mother to her death. What are you watching there? I heard coming from the window. The same voice that was heard in the video. An eerie silence filled the air as my dad and I locked eyes. Hey creepy kids, it's Hurricane. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this video, feel free to let me know in the comments below and press those like and subscribe buttons. If you haven't already heard, we're opening up a merch store at 150 subscribers. So if you have any friends, family, or demonic entities who would enjoy this channel, let them know. As always, you can keep up to date with what I'm doing on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Links are in the description. Well, that's all from me. Take care. Good night, Mars.